Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. You know, my son, I can call him whatever I want to call him, right? We named him Zion Danger Hollis because I wanted him to be like, yo, Danger's my middle name. Like, that's just cool. And maybe he'll live up to that and do some courageous, bold things that danger has nothing to say about it because he's just bold. Um, I can call him something, but his name does not identify him as the dangerous one. It's what he does with the name. It's what he does with what he's been called. And when you rise to what you've been called, all of a sudden your identity becomes in the purpose of that calling. And so as a church, we've been called to this standard of living a more than, a greater than year. Not just settling for what's happened in 2018, praise the Lord. Stepping into the favor and blessing of being a more than conqueror. Not just being victorious in Christ, but now being set free to set others free. And I just want to speak to us as a church to continue to be intentional with what we are doing to host that calling. To host the calling. Just because God stamped it on you does not mean you will fulfill it. It's you being intentional to step up underneath that calling, to rise to the occasion and say, God, I'm being intentional with this calling. I don't just take it as, okay, you called change to be more than, I'm going to wait on change to do whatever it does, and I'm going to jump in. Lame sauce, y'all. Lame sauce. God is calling you. He's not, a call, he's not a God of the mass. He's a God of the individual. He's called you. So today, I'm excited because we're going into a series called That Was Church, This Is Change. (laughs) I love that line. I have to help some people out though today because you might be new to change. You might be coming in and saying, wow, that's a bold statement, kind of rude. Um, What do you mean by that? And I I just got a long story short. We came into the city a couple years ago, just serving the city. We wanted to hear the heartbeat of the city what was going on in here because we didn't want to bring our agenda. We wanted to know what was going on, what was needed. So we started coming in. We served people. And uh, the best way you can show people love in Jesus is to give them coffee because coffee speaks the name of Jesus. So we built a coffee cart, took it out to the street. We started talking with people. You know, conversation is powerful, right? You want to change your witness and actually change people's lives? Start conversations. Don't preach at them. Start asking questions. So we started asking questions, asking people where they're at, asking people what they think about church. What do you think? And we found out 90% of people we were talking to were either hurt, judged, broken from the church, from experience, somebody that had been to a church, been inside a church, felt judged, whatever it was. 90% of people walked away from our coffee cart explaining the hurt and brokenness they felt from the church. And so we, we coined a line. Coined a line? Does that sound right? That sounds weird but we we coined a phrase, that might be it, coined something. And uh, we coined a line, that was church, this has changed. Now, that's not to knock other churches, just so we can all be clear. It's not to say we're better than every other church. It's to say the perspective of church that you carry, this is redefined in a new way. Because we're redefining, number one, how the church is come across. But number, number two, this is most important, we're redefining how people see Jesus. When Jesus died for the church, 
When he died and rose again and he went to heaven, he commissioned us as the church. Did you know church is not a building? It's an individual. We are the church. Bump your neighbor. Say, you the church. You the church, man. All right. Now turn to the person you ignored. Option number two. And tell them, this is for you today. You're going to get a lot out of today. And if you only have two people, you can say that just to them. Just tell them both things. They need it both. We are the church. We are the church. And when Jesus was with his disciples, he gave them authority to go throughout the earth and to reveal heaven. This isn't our home. Earth is not our home. We're only here for 80, 90. Some of us will be on a milk carton 120 years, you know, if we have that birthday. And uh, we're just here for a little bit. And our main purpose and mission on this earth is to reveal heaven. It's to reveal what God has in store for us, our, our home that we're about to go to, that he's preparing for us. And we have to get out of the mindset of what church is all about, because sometimes we can get caught in a stream that church is a gathering of people and that this is what church is, this is what church is. But, but actually Jesus came and he broke all the religious thoughts that people had, that it was all about rules and regulations and you have to do certain things and you have to do it. And Jesus came and he broke it all apart. And he's like, actually guys, it's real cute of you to think that it's all about that, but actually it's a heart thing. And when I come, I transform you and you become the church to reveal who I am. And sometimes we can wait on the church because we think church is this. We think church is this organization that we show up to on a Sunday and we leave on a Sunday. And then we come back next Sunday and we leave on a Sunday. But actually, Jesus came and he said, you are the church. You're the church. You are. You embody what the church is. And sometimes we can wait on the church to move and God to move. And uh, growing up, I grew up in the church. I was, I was one of those kids that got saved when I was five, you know? I don't know what I got saved from. Maybe stealing glue sticks or something. But I, I got saved in the church and I grew up in the church. About 12 years old, I finally realized who God was in my life and that I had calling in my life. And so, um, I, you know, I just, I love church, but sometimes we can get caught in the motions of having highs in God and we wait on the move of God. So we have these conferences, youth convention. How many, how many have been to youth convention, right? You've been to like a conference with youth or maybe you grew up in the church like that or maybe you've been to a conference with fellow Christians that gather. And sometimes in those gatherings, we can be on such a high because like they have the best worship and the best speaking. And I was like, we're, we're, we're surrounded by thousands of people who believe the same thing and we're worshiping together. And sometimes we can get on a high and be like, come off of there and say, and like caffeine high of Jesus and be like, we're gonna change the world. This is amazing. This is great. And then you hit real life struggles happen and you come down and you settle until the next move of God. And you wait and you wait and you wait. And all of a sudden, maybe something changes in your work or maybe something changes in the weather. <laughs> How many are ready for the gray to be gone and the sun to come back in Philadelphia? I love that show. It's always sunny in Philly, but I wish it was actual. It's not reality. Um, 
but, but you have those moments where it's a mountaintop experience and all of a sudden you climb again. You're like, God, yes, I'm all about you. I want to reveal you on earth. And then life happens and you're back down in the valley and you stay there for a little bit and you just settle out. We go on this, what I like to call the Christian roller coaster, you know, where you're, you're high with God and all of a sudden you hit the low. And then you're high with God and you're waiting on God. You're waiting on him. And actually it's more like, you know, how many like lazy rivers? I'm a lazy river lover. Whenever I go to a water park, I look for the lazy river. It's amazing. It's always flowing. It's always going. And I remember when we, were, we were first took the kids to a water park, it was an indoor water park and they had this lazy river that went through the whole place and it was awesome, it was amazing. And so I took Zion, he was real little, I took him over to the lazy river and I, I came up to the water and I, he was looking at it and he was like backing up like, what is going on? He saw, started seeing the stream and the flow of things, he started backing up. Being a good father that I am, I helped him face his fear. I said, Zion, your middle name's Danger. We're going to face this together. So I picked him up and I brought him in. He was screaming and I put him in anyways, because that's what good fathers do. They, <laughs> they help their sons. I didn't throw him in. I carried him in, okay? Don't call child services. It was a long time ago. Um, so we're in the lazy river going around and he's loving it now to the point where now he wants to go back in the lazy river. He wants to get back in. Sometimes we can view God like he's this God. We're waiting on a move of God. When actual God's like a lazy river, he's always flowing. He's always moving. He's on the move. And he's waiting for us to jump in and get involved in the movement. He's waiting on us to step in. And some of us, we come up, we're like, whoa, whoa, life of God, scary. Like, you want me to do what? I'm already committing every Sunday. I'm already tithing. I'm already involved in a, even a group. Like, I'm reading the word every day. God, what more do you want from me? And he's like, listen, you are the church. I am calling you to reveal heaven on earth, to step into the movement and become a part of it. Because when you get involved in God, when you get involved in the things of God, all of a sudden you become a part of the movement of God. And you start flowing in the things of God. And everything that he is now becomes a part of your life, becomes reality. Because you're revealing what's happening in heaven. I want to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 17. And this is after Peter and the disciples. So Jesus, long story short, Jesus says, hey, listen, I'm going to heaven, but you're going to do things that are greater than what I've done. Now that's a crazy statement. Because if you follow Jesus' life, you'll realize he was a crazy miracle machine. Everywhere he went, things changed. Everywhere he went, heaven came down. Everywhere. And then he told his disciples, you're going to do greater things than what you saw me do. Crazy. Say, you're the church, you're going to reveal it. So then he said, I'm going to heaven, but I'm going to send you a helper. The Holy Spirit's going to empower you, and you're going to do things that are greater than what I did. So the disciples, we find them in a room. They're waiting on him, waiting on a move of God, right? And so God comes in the room. The Holy Spirit sweeps through like wind and puts these tongues of fire, and they start speaking a different language. It's the, the, the tongues of the Holy Spirit. And so they, they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. They start speaking in different tongues to where the nations start taking notice. And people start getting, being like, what is going on? What is wrong with these people? How many know when the move of God happens, people take notice? When God changes your life, your job will take notice. If it doesn't, you need to question, has God truly changed you? 
If people don't notice on the outside, I question, has God really transformed you? Because being saved isn't on a Sunday saying, God, I just, I, I dedicate my life to you and then it stays there. That is not salvation, my friend. Salvation is not only turning from our past, turning from our sin, but it is turning towards what God has for us. It's turning to the mission of God for our lives, to be transformed by his love and joy and peace to where it becomes a part of your life. And when God moves in you, the nations take notice. They start asking, what's going on? So Peter had to address them. And he said, hey, listen, this is what Joel talked about. Joel, the prophet, spoke about this long ago, and now it's being fulfilled. He says in verse 17, he says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. I will pour out who I am on all. There's nobody that's away from my love, nobody that's away from my power that can be, be hidden from me. I will pour it out on all people. Look what happens when he pours out his spirit. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Hallelujah. I love it because when God moves, we start to become the church. Let that settle in for a sec. Not when God moves, all of a sudden the church becomes a place where he's moving. No, no, no. When God pours out his spirit, we come alive to our calling. That's why we say all the time, we're coming alive to our purpose so that others can come alive to theirs. When God moves in us, we start moving in the purposes of God. We start prophesying over our workplaces. Say, ooh, it's so dead. There's so many dead bones. And I have to mirror what God told Jeremiah. He said, can these dead bones live? Can your workplace live? Can your neighborhood live? Those dark places that you inhabit, can they live? Jesus said, you prophesy over them. Command life into them. When God moves, we come alive to our purpose. We start prophesying over the nations. Our young people start seeing visions of what God has for our city. We start seeing dreams. Being woken up in the middle of the night with dreams. Come on, somebody. When God gets involved, when we start moving in the things of God, he starts coming alive in our world. And it goes in verse 19. It says, I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Wonders in the heavens now will become signs on the earth below. This goes back to the keys of the kingdom. When he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Now the translation of that is really whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is already loosed on earth or at heaven. And so what you're doing is you're just aligning yourself with the move of God. When we become the church, we start to reveal heaven. When we become the church, we start to reveal who he is. The wonders going on in heaven now become a sign to those around us on earth. That's what Jesus did with his life. Everywhere he went, everything that was going on in heaven, now he revealed here on earth. Healing, joy, love, identity. God revealed it here on earth because it was going on already in heaven. 
Can I tell you that God wants to use you to reveal heaven in your life, to reveal heaven in your world, that everywhere you go, we become the church. And we could actually say it differently. Instead of saying like, that was church, this is change. We could literally say, that was another person's representation of who Jesus was. This is my representation of who Jesus is. Let's say it like that. Because that was church, this is change, sounds good, but we are the church. So that's what other Christians have done to you. This is how I reveal heaven in your life. That, that maybe was your experience in the past, but now let me show you who Jesus is by the way that I love, by the way that I live, by the way that I command healing, by the way that I pray and seek out those that are lost. Man, we got to stop being giddy Christians and start being gangster Christians. Come on, somebody. We got to stop being like, oh, dear Jesus, he was so good today. We had such a good service. Pastor Elijah just brought it. We had worship. It was just phenomenal. We're so giddy in him. Praise the Lord. We start God being gangster like Jesus was, going where the darkest places were and saying, I'm going to find the lost no matter what it takes. I'm going to bring them to Jesus. Go gangster on our city. It doesn't matter what happens because our, our whole mission on earth, that's why I want to start the series with this, to understand our purpose and our reason for being here, to reveal heaven to the lowliest places to the darkest spaces that they do not. Did you know that light always overpowers darkness? Always. When we flipped on the lights, there was no debate. Darkness didn't say, well, I don't know if I want to leave. I'm not sure I want to let the light win today. I think I'm going to stick around. You can try, but I'm going to be here. No, darkness had to leave. Right as Barry turned on the lights, Booyah. If Barry makes this happen, booyah. Like light always overpowers darkness and God has called us to get involved in the movement of God to let light overpower our city where darkness has to flee and we get involved with what he's doing here on earth. So that was church, this is change. We're stepping into revealing heaven everywhere we go. It's more than conquerors. It's greater than. It's stepping out of just being victorious, just being saved, just being set free, to now we're going and we're setting others free. We're looking for opportunities to take advantage of the calling that God has placed in our life. We're rising to the occasion. We're coming to this level of saying, God, I'm involved because I am the church. This space isn't holy on its own. When we come in and we do things that make it holy, when you walk into your workspace, it's not holy. When you walk into your high school, your middle school, it's not holy. But what you do in this space makes it a holy place, right? When you walk in, the authority that comes with you, the kingdom of God that comes with you, you all of a sudden create an atmosphere where God can move. It might have been dark before, but the lights are on now because we're here. That was church this is change. And our, our whole thing, we work very hard at making sure this is a place where people feel heaven. They got to feel it. You have to feel it because if you don't feel it, you'll, you'll not know how to replicate it. And so that's why we work very hard. We have an amazing team that sets up everything. We have an amazing guest experience that when you first come in, you, you, 
You need a hug. You need a smile. You need a cup of coffee. Why? That's what heaven feels like. Anybody been to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> the holiest place on the face of the planet where every piece of chicken they make feels like the angels made it themselves? Oh my goodness, how do they do it? Every time. And every time I go in there, it's never, uh, never do I ever feel like, oh, do we have to serve? No, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to serve you. What do you need? Do you need another cup of lemonade? Let me get it for you. Would you like light ice? I can make sure that happens for you because it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to serve you. That's what heaven looks like. That's what Jesus did. Everywhere he went, he said, it's my pleasure to serve you. How can I serve you? Do you need more? Do you need more life in your life? I will give all that I am so that you can know my love. You can know that I love you. I, I, I'm here to heal you. That's why we work so hard at making sure that you feel heaven when you get here. We practice, we set up so that the worship experience can be non-distracting, just getting to the throne room. These on this, this stage, we don't just practice worship and music. We practice getting in his presence all week long. We go to his throne room and grab the altar and say, God, we need to see your face so that when we come here on a Sunday, you're ushered right in. Why? We got to reveal heaven. That's what the church is all about. When we come together and we gather, we reveal heaven so that we can replicate it in our week to week. So the Monday morning when we show up to our workplace, we reveal heaven just like we felt it. That hug, the way we love, the way we pour into the next generation, the way we give sacrificially. Come on, somebody. The way we do life here is replicated now into our world. Now we go and we reveal heaven everywhere we are. We love people where they are, not how they need to come to us. We go to them and we show them love. We break it down. We break it down. Woo! We're going to take communion as a family, but I just want to take one moment. Would you just stand to your feet if, if, hold on, sorry, sorry. I did that wrong. should know I've been speaking for a while. If you say, Elijah, I want to reveal heaven on earth as it is in heaven because there's wonders going on in heaven. And when we get involved in the move, it's like that stream. We get involved with what God's doing and we reveal as a sign now to the earth of what is going on in heaven. It's a beautiful thing. If you say, Elijah, today, I want to make that step. Step into that being the church. As we start the series, it's not just a series to make us feel good. It's not just a series to so, so you know what change is all about. That's not what it's about. It's about you knowing who you are in Christ. It's you getting that self-confidence, that identity to know, wow, I'm a child of the king. I'm revealing heaven everywhere I go. And we're going to be talking through, man, don't miss next week. It's going to be powerful. But if that's you, I just want you to stand your feet and say, Elijah, I'm in. I want to reveal heaven. Just as a church body, we're going to take ownership of what God's called us to do. You say, hey, me and my family, we're in. In this series, we're not just going to make it a series that we come and listen, we get entertained, but we're going to step in and we're going to make bold moves to step into the lazy river of God. Where we're, we're becoming a part of the movement. That's you just stand on your feet. Come on, join me. As you say, me and my family, we're in. We're in. Awesome. Come on, to one, more, one more moment. Let's just surrender all that we are to him. You just raise your hand and say, God, I surrender. I surrender my fears, my doubts, my insecurities, my unqualifications. God, I, I surrender all that to you. I surrender all to you because it doesn't matter. Now all that matters is that you are in me. And when you are in me, I can work in the things of God. I can work in the things that you've called me to. So God, right now, I just surrender all that we are to you. Surrender all that we are to you, Father. Give you all that we are. Father, that you would move. Show yourself awesome. At Change Church, 
We believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.